Hello, thanks for tuning in. This is Dan. Welcome to the Spaceship Earth podcast and my mini experimental series, Reflections from the Great Pause. This is episode four. If you've tuned in previously, you know the format. If you haven't, uh, this is a little experiment where I've sent five questions out to some friends and uh, uh, previous guests on the show and and other folks, and I've asked them uh, to send in... um, via audio the answers their answers to these five questions and those questions are where are you and who are you with what are you struggling with the most during these times have you started doing discovered always done something that's bringing you joy in these times what are you hoping could emerge from these times and finally what bits of getting back to normal do you hope will not return uh, and there was also an off uh, an offer to share anything uh that folks might want to and that's it and i've just been um uh, they've been coming in and they're beautiful uh just lovely reflections and observations and thoughts from people and i've had some really lovely feedback from people that are listening they're really enjoying them so um this was an experiment i wasn't quite sure what was going to come in and how to edit it up and i've ended up just like cutting them back to back stitching them together pretty much as they've come in um otherwise i was going to spend my life trying to edit them up so they're just raw from different people and i just set them up and off we go so i've had great joy from listening to these and um super insightful and i hope you enjoy listening to them too so first up in this episode is uh, a joint offering from matt golding and ella saltmarsh um i had sent them the uh, questions uh, individually but they're hanging out together so they've sent a joint version back um so matt is a filmmaker and has an amazing film production company called rubber republic and makes um brilliant films designed for the internet really um that um explore the big issues of our time um and uh, Matt is super active, making films for all kinds of stuff, for profit, not for profit, around activism, social change, environmental change. Um, and yeah, check out Rubber Republic to see some of Matt's brilliant work. Um, and Ella Saltmarsh, who some of you who listen to my podcast will have come across um, in a previous episode. Um, Ella is apart from being a brilliant human, um, in her words, a pluralist, um, does a multitude of things. She's a thinker. She's a writer. She is someone that's been exploring kind of system change, particularly through narrative and story and how cultures shift through narrative and story. I've been very lucky to work with Ella a bit in the last year or so and, uh, yeah, has got an amazing mind. And so, yeah, this is um, an offering from Ella Saltmarsh and Matt Golding. So, Ella, where are you right now and who are you with? I am sitting under a duvet for good acoustics in Bristol with you. Okay. Uh, I'm Matt. Hello. (laughs) What are you struggling with the most during these times? Okay, no, I don't. I think you should answer some questions first, too. Well, I'm with you. (laughs) Is that the biggest struggle? (laughs) (laughs) That's my answer to question one. Oh, yeah. I'm also in Bristol, (laughs) and I'm with you. (laughs) 
but like <laughs> the answer to the question what are you struggling the most with shouldn't be me <laughs> <laughs> that no also that is also is that yeah okay what's the second thing <laughs> the second thing i'm struggling with the most yeah. after you yeah <laughs> Uh, not being able to see my daughter is sad because she's locked up with her mum in isolation. What are you struggling with the most? Um, I'm struggling with, yeah, similarly not being able to be with vulnerable family members. Um, I've got a very old grandma who's 101 in a care home where there is coronavirus and it's really hard not to be able to support her and to hear her struggling when I talk to her and I guess yeah to hear her and other family members who are by themselves um be so isolated um so I think I'm really struggling with that and I think more widely like in this moment I feel um like the pandemic has really shone a light onto lots of different areas of suffering across uh, across the world really and I think I feel much more connected and aware of that suffering um, and I think that's a good thing to be more aware of it um, and I and and it's also challenging. Have you started doing or discovered or always done something that is bringing you joy in these times? What's bringing you joy? Oh, apart from sitting under a duvet, <laughs> recording this. Um, in what's bringing me joy in these times? Um, well, we're eating pretty well. Uh, yeah, doing a lot more cooking than normal. Um, I've started to learn the ukulele. That's pretty exciting. And then nature, you know, like I always love it, but uh, it feels even more precious because we have very limited time in it. Um, yeah, and I feel I feel very lucky and actually very privileged to, to be able to go out in it. What about you? Yeah, the, the fact we've we've been cooking from cookery books is not something I've ever done before. And it's a revelation. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I should say the thing about the the grilling pak choy. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, the abil- the ability to try and just stop, although I'm not doing it very well, but the idea that we can stop doing the the kind of perpetual cycle of of everything we normally do is a real privilege although one I'm not sure I've fully embraced yet because I seem to be remarkably busy given that I've got technically nothing to do but yeah and the woods the woods that I feel increasingly guilty going to but I'm still going because it's my one hour of exercise a day and I just get more and more slightly quizzical looks until you get there and then everyone's friendly in the woods everybody's friendly at a distance yeah a a suitable distance but that that, there's something in that i think at some point the trajectory of us all is to go and live in the woods and be friendly away from all these not friendly people who who look at you like you should be inside your home what are you hoping could emerge from these extraordinary times 
that's a really big question. Um, I guess in the long term, it feels like the fundamentals of capitalism are being questioned and undermined. So I, I hope that we can move to a different way of organising our economies um, that is much more based on mutualism and our interdependence with each other and nature. So I guess that's, yeah, that would be the best case scenario. What about you? Well, building on my last point, maybe an interconnected network of tree houses. Oh, yeah. That's how we could live in the woods. Is that your final answer to the question? <laughs> no, equally. I, I mean, everybody's saying that there's an opportunity in this moment to create a new and better future, new ways of creating energy, of interconnecting with each other. And I, I am excited about all of that, but I feel there's a lot of work we need to do to create it. So I'm hoping that there may be a brighter future ahead, but also cognizant that we might need to roll up our sleeves to get there. It's quite hot under the duvet. <laughs> it is quite warm. <laughs> this is global warming. What's the final question this is what I blame before it on. I pass out? What bits of getting back to normal do you hope will not return? I hope... I hope the kind of selfish individualism of the last bit of time I've been alive won't return. I've been really excited and moved by the community spiritedness, the kindness and the uh, just the, the spirit of joy that's come out in some of the things people have done for, me, for each other. And I hope we can hang on to some of that and not go back to this me-centric, individual-centric world that we had before. Yeah, what you said. And I hope that we won't go back to devaluing like the people who keep our society together. Um, and I hope we won't go back to like stripping away and undervaluing the things that like are absolutely essential for us being able to have good lives um so yeah i hope i hope we don't go back to that um and i guess you know there is something about consumerism as well like i think in this moment people are consuming very differently um a lot of people are consuming less and part of that is because of the kind of economic precarity of this moment and that's obviously not a good thing but I think for those people who who have disposable income and who aren't spending it in the same ways as they normally would right now I really hope we don't go back to um, some of our consumerist ways. I hope we can maintain our cooking from cookery books after this is gone. I hope we don't go back to cooking without cookery books in a hurry <laughs> I hope we can find the time to read how to cook properly okay look is there anything else are you going to sing a song now uh, I've poem got, song I've got a ukulele
I could sing the incredible fuck up song. Or poem. We might we might have to um do that in another installation. Life. No. <laughs> um okay, I think we should go. Okay, goodbye. Bye. One thing I have uh, found out during these times is uh, doing experimental podcasts will whittle away um, the hours um, fairly swiftly. I thought this experiment was going to be quite straightforward. Um, I had said to people, can you just send stuff in via uh, WeTransfer? Actually, most of the stuff's come in via people's phones, which is to be expected, really. Because, of course, that's what I've asked people to do is to record bits of audio. Um, but I've had some really sort of random files via WhatsApp, um, like .ogg files, which uh, I'd never come across before, um, which require a fair bit of uh, uh, workarounds online to get them into files that are actually going to GarageBand. So, uh, yeah, learning by doing and all that. Anyway, moving on to my next offering, and that is from Matt Smith. And Matt Smith is, well, I know Matt through his surfing. He's a, an amazing surfer, a big wave surfer, a Finisterre ambassador. Um, he is a regenerative farmer, one of the original co-founders of the Moy Hill Community Farm out on the west coast of Ireland. He's also... Um, uh, a creator, Matt is involved in various film projects and I think writing and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, he's a very, very soulful human and I think uh, is also doing lots of really important work with communities, um, particularly when we sort of think about the uncertainty that's kind of unfolding. Um, Matt is definitely um, doing really important work uh, in the face of all of that. So... Yeah, check out Matt Smith. You'll find him on Instagram as Honest Captain. Um, he's a force of nature, and um, this is uh, some reflections from Matt. Hi, Dan. Um, that was a nice invitation. I was just um, sitting in my car because my car is really warm, it's got loads of windows, it's actually a van, a little camp van, it's got loads of windows and it face, faces the sun early in the morning and it's really private. And I was just doing a bit of correspondence, um, actually I was just arranging a, um, a group Zoom call with some of the Finisterre audience community, um, offering a kind of deep adaptation um, session, working through Jim Bindle's uh, framework of four R's. Um, so I was just kind of prepping for that on a, for a call on Thursday night. You're really welcome to join. Um, it'll be kind of interactive. Um, so that's fun. Um, right now I'm alone. Um, I'm sitting outside my house, just kind of about nine kilometers south of La Hinch and seven kilometers west of the coast. I can see um, down to County Kerry and down to the beach. I um, live on a small farm. Um, about four miles from Moy, um, and m inside the house is my partner and our newborn. We had a son about a week ago. Um, very close to giving him a name, but he's not quite there yet. He's a sweet man. Um, we had the baby at home. It was a really cool, 
experience. Yeah, I really loved loved it all, and um, you know, took a, took as much in as I could. Um, also lived with another family. It's quite a kind of large house, or anyway, too large for us. So they live in kind of one half, um, and you know, we're we're not in kind of commune with them. We're just kind of neighbours that live in the same house. So um, there's some things that we share, but most things we kind of keep separate, which which is great for me, great for us. Um, makes things quite easy. Um, but it's really beautiful here. Um, what am I struggling with most during these times? Um, it's a great question. And it's kind of, I suppose, you know, the first thing that comes is like, Jesus, that's, that's full on. Um, straight off the bat because <laughs> it's hard for me to feel like deep sense of kind of uh kind of that it's okay to be vulnerable or you know trust in um but i'll go as hard as i can because <laughs> i love you and um yeah because i feel that the the you know wherever it goes it would be the best but um i suppose it's what i struggle with kind of in any time it's just this you know this time and i think we're talking about like today or the corona or something but um i suppose it's kind of um feeling the anxiety that um that i have um and it's it's not massive but it is there it's mild and um it's i suppose been there my whole life and sometimes that kind of tickling in my stomach has kind of led to really beautiful things um you know i've had a kind of really full life and i think i owe some of it to to that kind of get up and go in the morning. Um, just watched a really big bird, maybe a hen harrier fly across the screen, um, or the kind of out the window of my car, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, dealing with, um, not dealing with that, but just kind of sitting with it and um, kind of really feeling it. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a struggle. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I'm struggling with anything, but that's kind of, you know, the most, that kind of the inner work that I'd be doing, um, even though it's just, you know, it's really not a huge process. Um, yeah, I'm definitely eating more than I used to. Um, overeating for sure. I mean, I'm still and healthy but uh, eating more than I need um, craving kind of junk food um, yeah and in our family dynamic you know we've just brought us uh, a new person into our little crew and um, so we went from a partnership to kind of like a triad and um, you know not ignoring that, that that's happened and just seeing how the dynamics changed so even like me and my partner we're kind of super loving with each other but there is someone else that actually has a lot of pre-imminent needs and um not feeling any kind of um, edginess but there is um, you know a new you know like there's going to be a new dynamic between us all which is interesting um you asked in question three have you started doing discovered always done something that is bringing you joy in these times um, I think the most thing that I've started to integrate recently is just, um, and it, 
I know this comes up for a lot of kind of seekers or um, people on some kind of spiritual path, but it's like, um, I mean, you, you can kind of interpret that however you want, but um, I really um, am trying to integrate as much as possible just kind of acting from a place of big yes or joy or, or buzz or bliss or something like that. And um, actually kind of landed strong in me when I listened to um, an Albie Fons, who's like um, a surf filmmaker from maybe the 70s, he made a really beautiful film called Morning of the Earth. Um, and he said when he was young, his mum just told him to only ever do what he really wanted. Um, so I kind of, and I didn't like take that to mean, you know, go wild or be reckless. But what I understood is like, you know, if something opens your heart, um, do it. And if, you know, if that is the case, you're probably going to do it well, thoroughly, um, with a lot of presence and care. And, you know, the more we can bring that into our life, the more, you know, our life is going to be filled with joy. So, um, basically not, you know, acting from a place of, you know, I should be doing this or, um, so I'm bringing that in more, um, and seeing, seeing it p play, or p play out really well. And it's been happening for like a few years now. Um, it's not to say my life is just kind of full of like, um, kind of com complete contentment because I, you know, there is things I'd like to change and, you know, working on loads of different things. And, you know, also like my work in, um, like regenerative agriculture and rewilding and, um, you know, with Finisterre, it's all, um, Finisterre is a kind of, um, fair trade B Corp clothing company. I do, you know, some part-time work for them. Um, it's all about kind of mm, trying to shift some kind of cultural way of doing things. So, um, have number four, what are you hoping could emerge from these extraordinary times? Um, I suppose more slowness, um, and, I, and I suppose it's interesting because, you know, there's some questions here, um, that are kind of past and future related, so this is like, you know, what's the, what's the future, um, from, emerge from these extraordinary times, like for me, you know, all of time is extraordinary, um, but in terms of from the kind of after the kind of maybe the the pandemic has kind of passed um you know like the short answer would be slowness like i said but um peace <laughs> peace on earth um and Yeah, I just want to spend time with my family doing what I love. So that's what I want to emerge for me. Uh, you know, missing the ocean. Um, definitely want to kind of uh, focus on what works for me rather than what doesn't. Um, but what what kind of comes up for me is this like is actually you know fear around what might emerge like negatively and also kind of like wanting to. Um, super respectfully like question um, you know why this is so extraordinary um, and you know with like total respect and kindness and compassion for anyone that's you know really affected like I am as well you know um, 
but it's also for me it's frightening that um, the response to um, you know to what's happening and um, I might have my facts wrong, but you know I follow a, um, a philosopher scientist called Charles Eisenstein, which Dan, I'm sure you're aware of. But you know, in a paper that he wrote recently, um, you know, he he kind of like um, collated some some figures, and it's like you know the worst case scenario from Corona is you know it might the death toll might be two million, which is in no way insignificant. Um, but out of those two million, he says that the majority of those people would have been pretty sick anyway. Um, and he says the, the annual death toll f for children, for hungry children, is five million. So for me, it's just like it puts it into perspective um, and it makes me feel anger, you know, um, and that's kind of confusing when when a response to two million, um, like worst case scenario, two million, like mostly sick people um, will die is to kind of shut down everything and take a lot of people's liberty away from them. Um, so it's just, yeah, I suppose confusion comes up for me. Um, yeah, thanks in short. And my next question, the question is um, number five, what bits of getting back to normal you hope will not return um yeah i suppose that's kind of like relinquishment like what am i you know what am i letting go of um will not return um i suppose you know in short, it's like the speed in which in which things kind of operate. Um, yeah, um, and I hope that they'll drop any of the laws that they passed around kind of gatherings and social distancing. Um, I hope they'll drop them immediately. Um, yeah, I, I really like how kind of caring and loving and together people have been during this, you know, um, extraordinary time. Like, it's just, you know, in our, our small community here, but I'm just hearing and witnessing, like, online and from family that it's kind of happening all over. So I really hope that um, that kind of togetherness will stay. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And thanks for asking me these questions. Um, it's nice to be invited to kind of dive into that little bit as always um, hope you will one of the things I've been struggling with a bit in the last few days is a bit of anxiety and I do struggle a bit with anxiety at times um, and sometimes I think it's coming from this sort of feeling like I haven't got important work to do which sounds a bit odd, doesn't it? Um, but I've, um, yeah, trying to find a rhythm with sort of, you know, professional work and everything else that's going on. I'm sort of struggling with a bit and um, I sort of know that that's totally ridiculous as well. But nevertheless, the sort of feeling is there. Yeah, it's curious, that whole 
sense of self-worth. Am I valuable to anyone? Um, but I've been doing quite a lot of gardening today and that's made me feel a lot better. I'm growing quite a bit of veg. I try and grow a bit every year and I'm doing a lot more this year. And I'm lucky for that, grateful for that. But it's um, it's interesting, I got a, um, I felt much better, like the, 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 just, the, just the process of, of um, planting things out from a greenhouse into the soil and listening to this little robin that came and visited me and yeah you just you get into flow well I get into flow and that's that's um makes me feel good and the anxieties disappear and um I was reading earlier I got a book through the post it's the latest dark mountain offering um and uh that's issue 17 17 books now uh, amazing stuff. Anyway, there's an essay by Monique Beston. It was called Daydreams for Masanobu Fukuoka. Now, he was a Japanese farmer that wrote this kind of seminal uh, book called The One Straw Revolution, um, which I read a few years back. And, I mean, it's a pretty deep book, but essentially it's sort of talking about this idea of sort of natural farming, which is sometimes called sort of do-nothing farming. It doesn't mean you just sort of sit back and do sod all but it, what it means is you sort of you're much more curious questioning particularly your own desires to sort of intervene and meddle with the process of growing <coughs> and farming and um yeah i guess there's this sort of logic that says the more we intervene and try and control the more chaos and destruction we cause um anyway I just felt yeah felt sort of connected with me today and there's a little bit she writes in the essay which I'm just going to read. She said, uh, Masanobu once wrote, I do not particularly like the word work. Human beings are the only animals who have to work. Other animals make their livings by living. But people work like crazy, thinking that they have to in order to stay alive. The bigger the job, the greater the challenge, the more wonderful they think it is. It would be good to give up that way of thinking and live an easy, comfortable life with plenty of free time. Anyway, that just uh, was something that popped up for me today. So, let's move on. Um, next up is an offering from Lindsay Hawkin. Now, Lindsay is someone else I met a couple of years ago out in Portugal at this uh, amazing retreat that she uh, has co-created uh, called um, Wave Makers. Um, Lindsay is like an ocean lunatic, and I mean that in the best way. She's just um, lives and breathes the sea, um, but she's also a strategist, a brand strategist, um, a real advocate of all things ocean and water, and an entrepreneur, and um, a lot of her work is around this kind of intersection of living more sustainably and living creatively um she is another um um dynamo really who's always got a load of different projects going on um from a project called sup kids which is, you must check out is uh looking at how kind of stand up paddleboarding with children can be a kind of um, a platform a catalyst for kind of really connecting deeply to the natural world through the ocean um a project she runs called Protect Blue, which is this sort of unconference out in 
the waters and a ton of other stuff so um check out lindsayhawkin.com for more thoughts uh, stories and info on lindsay but let's um let's go to lindsay hawkin hey dan it's lindsay I'm super excited to answer your questions. Um, okay, so first question, where are you right now and who are you with? I am in my tiny little cabin in a big field overlooking the ocean um, in Jersey in the Channel Islands, which quite honestly feels like the dream quarantine spot right now. Um, feeling super, super grateful to just have, you know, wide ocean and blue sky and green field in front of me. Um, yeah, I just feel very, very lucky. Um, I am on my own, although my cabin is on my parents' land, so I get to see them from afar, which is cool, um, and check in on them. And um, over the last week, I seem to have found some new friends in the forms of like ducks and pheasants and rabbits, and also now a mouse in my cabin. So yeah, that's fun. <laughs> um, okay, what am I struggling with most during these times? Um, you know, I obviously miss the social, like, hanging out with friends, spending time with people I really care about. I actually think um, there's a lot that I think many people are struggling with that I'm not so much, maybe because my work has always been somewhat online and I'm very used to spending lots of time on Zoom and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, so that side, not so much. I guess um, I've I've struggled a little bit with um, with work in regards to, I think if you, if you work with, uh, a team or someone else and you're used to kind of having that daily kind of back and forth where you, um, you're able to kind of bounce ideas around and all that good stuff. Um, and then you don't have that and you have a limited window to do that in. Yeah, that's a struggle. Cause I feel like you, you, it, it takes away from the natural flow of the day. Um, so that's been tricky, I think. Um, okay, what have you started doing, discovered, always done something that's bringing me joy? Um, I've been really excited about experimenting at the moment. Um, I think, like, actually when our lockdown first started, I, within a few days, I was like, oh, this is like a groundhog day. I get to wake up every morning with a blank slate and just try some stuff out and see what works and see what doesn't work and at the end of the day I get to reflect on it and be like huh interesting I you know I went for this run and went in this direction and listened to this music and this was really good and this didn't work and you know for, across the board so from like exercise to nutrition to work stuff um to like the kinds of conversations I'm engaging with to the types of news I want to listen to mainly the news I don't want to listen to so yeah, the experimentation has been rad and really, really interesting to just explore like every day, like just tweaking and optimizing, I guess. I don't know. I'm kind of geeking out about that. Um, and the other thing that I've just been like totally fallen in love with is just running. Um, I live really close to a reservoir, so I don't really have to go on any roads. I just have a track behind my place to get down there. And it has just been an absolute joy to get up in the morning and just run and we've been blessed with really good weather too um and it's been fascinating to see almost like a sit spot but a running 
spot. <laughs> um, just even over the last three weeks, just to be running the same loop or same couple of loops and noticing what's changing and, you know, everything's getting a little bit overgrown because some of the paths aren't being taken care of, which is kind of cool. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm literally look like a crazy person because I'm saying hello to ducks and rabbits and whatnot when I'm running. Um, yeah, so that's just making me really stoked. And I'm really noticing the impact of that on my general kind of happiness and productivity. It just, it just changes everything. Um, what am I hoping could emerge from these extraordinary times? A new normal? You know, a normal where communities take care of each other and we feel unbelievable gratitude for the world that we live in and the planet and we take really good care of it. Um, and we, we, we kind of transition into this more connected, slower, more grateful space um, where we appreciate those really, really simple moments and, um, yeah, we just take the time to immerse ourselves in nature more and, and really figure out what's important. And, um, yeah, I, I'm also kind of curious about how so many systems have broken very, very quickly. And that's interesting to me that we've been living in a world that has all these broken systems that really took a matter of days to completely fall apart. And so, yeah, to be in a space where perhaps we get to rebuild systems in a different way, um, whether that's education, whether that's economics, uh, whether that's health, mental health. Yeah, this is, this is kind of an amazing time to redesign our communities and our lives and our systems so yeah I don't know I'm a relentless optimist so I find this period of time really yeah full of hope actually um what bits of getting back to normal do you hope will not return okay so this is an interesting one I um I've had a couple of experiences in the last couple of weeks where um just people taking time to talk to each other albeit a little bit further apart you know but when you're when you're standing in the queue at the supermarket and you actually think the other morning I was waiting um it was like 7 30 in the morning and I was waiting to go in the supermarket and I was sitting in my car because it didn't open till eight that was my like strategy to, to be able to get in and another lady was doing exactly the same thing and we just had this really lovely chat and I thought wow how often do we interact and go you know do things like grocery shopping and just not really talk to people um and that I don't know there's there's something about that that's really magic um yeah and I think also just this this consumption and more 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 and just craziness that everyone seems to have fallen into there's just an opportunity for us to shift um and the other thing that I'm finding really oh just amazing um my a lot of my friends who work in what you would call kind of corporate roles are I feel like they're split into two. So that, so I've got some friends who for for whom this is a, just a really full-on experience and, and a bit mental, and they're like, I can't wait for it to get back to normal. And I have other friends who are just like, I never want to go back to work in an office. And it's not to say they don't want to do their job. They do. But they're like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I'm designing my day, and I get to go for a cold water swim in the morning, and then I, and then I spend three hours working, and I'm so much more productive than I've ever been in an office. So I'm really hoping that that changes, you know? Um, yeah, anyway, that's kind of where I'm at with it all. Um, I'm hoping that 
we were also able to take this time to look at look at nature and how nature is responding and understand how resilient nature is and maybe learn from nature a little bit more um and uh yeah just just very very stoked to be um on an island with access to ocean and forest and grass and sky and all those things and feeling really feeling the I don't know on some days feeling the weight of all the privilege that we have because there are a lot of people who are dealing with this and who are um, in wildly different circumstances so yeah just just honestly waking up most days feeling ridiculously lucky sending heaps of love um, let's catch up soon so We'd been planning to go out to West Wales um, just before Easter. Um, we'd booked a few days uh, with some friends of ours to go and stay in the house at Forest um, up on the West Coast. And um, obviously we couldn't go. And I'd also planned a day uh, to go and catch up with my old friend Andy Middleton. Um, and we were going to spend a day with Andy uh, in the water surfing and coasteering and getting up to all kinds of mischief on the coastline now if you know Andy Middleton you'll know he was is the founder of TYF Adventures out near near St David's in the west coast of Wales um, which is a pioneering organization doing incredible work connecting people to the natural world through adventure really and helping build resilience and confidence um, and helping people find out who they really are through these kind of um, experiences on the coastlines and in the ocean Um, and Andy is a force of nature he's been um, putting vast amounts of his time and energy over the years into um, what it will take to shift to a more sustainable way of operating on this planet and huge amounts of work in Wales that's where he's um, very very active from you know government level business education um, right on the the front lines of all that amazing work Um, so yeah check out Andy's work he's um, I met him he's part of the original do lectures crew and uh, I met him um, yeah probably 10 years ago now maybe more than that out there but um, check Andy out Andy Middleton and check out TYF Adventures and all the amazing things they're doing um, so yeah let's um, let's hear some reflections from Andy this is Andy Middleton I'm in my house at the moment on the west coast of Wales looking out over St David's Head and the southern end of the Irish Sea, and it's a sky-blue day with quiet, gentle winds and birdsong. And I'm at home with my wife Sarah and eldest daughter Bonnie. Um, What am I struggling with during these times? Some days it's definitely harder to focus than others. Um, Easy to get distracted by wanting to be in nature or get out and about and do other things. Because sometimes, I suppose, buckling down to that work piece is hard when not knowing when that's going to get deployed. And in terms of things that I'm doing or something I've always done that's bringing joy, um, we've got limited access to the coast path because large chunks of it have been 
closed down by the national parks, but there are many, many areas that we can get to in nature, walking up in the hills behind my house. And there's an incredible level of joy about being out in summer that's so precious and quiet. And we've been able to surf a few times here and there. I can walk to the beach from my house and get in early in the morning, but when it's quiet and no one else is there. In terms of what I'm hoping that can emerge from these times, I think there's a real risk that we'll end up going back to what we had before and do so in a worse way. But there are so many people reflecting on how can we live in better ways? How can we put bring health to the forefront? How can we create our economies based around well-being? So I'm really hoping that the millions of hours that are being spent globally at the minute by people like us asking those questions gets to spent really well. And of the getting back to normal bits that I hope won't return, I'm really hoping that we don't get back to being going to meetings that we never really needed to be at when actually we could have been on Zoom instead. I'm hoping we're not getting back to normal in terms of assuming that the growth fallacy is one that we have to get back in place to dig our way economically out of the cost of doing this. And getting back to normal that I'm not looking forward to is eating food that's of lower quality than the 100% fresh food I've been eating every meal at home for these last few weeks. And in terms of the things that I'm working on that most excite me, a huge amount of our effort over the last couple of years here at TYF has been around education. And right up until the moment that we had the shutdown, I was working with the city of Cardiff on a really exciting project to give every child in every school the skills to build an unshakable confidence in their ability to build, bend the arc of the future in a different way. And I'm still working on that with teachers and universities and others in the meantime. And that, more than anything right now, gives me hope. I think the confident, well-equipped young people can change not their own behaviour, but the parents and the adults around them. And that is what gives me the biggest hope going forwards. Take care, folks. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up at that. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed listening to um, all those offerings. Um, Stay safe out there. Be well. Until next time, peace and out.